They say the journey of a thousand miles begins in one step. Watch me two step, double jump the line. Don't care who's next, sun will only shine if you let it. Uh, second place is still considered winning, don't forget it. Uh, look at all the paths that I chose. Look at how I rose. Slam, slam, dunk like D Rose. Slam it on my foes. I put one foot up, up on the moon. Uh, next step coming soon. Uh, magic in their face. The journey continues. Uh, journey continues. Uh, journey continues. Journey continues. We're back. Thank you guys so much for tuning in again this week. I'm so excited to be here with you guys again. So let's just jump right into the episode. Like I said, I want to make these episodes a lot faster for you guys. So let's just jump on in. Let's start the journey. So highlights of the week. um, I was interviewed for a podcast called People I Know. After doing the completing my interviews for my nourishment episodes, A lot of people have been reaching out to me saying, can I listen to my episode? Can I redo it? And my answer is no, no. (laughs) But now I understand why. (laughs) Because I don't think I did that great of a job. But that's okay. I also this week had lunch at Red Cow with a close friend. And we had some good, actually great conversation about authenticity and being your best self and and how you can make sure every part of your life is in alignment. And so I've been thinking about that conversation for a few days now. I got some headshots taken on Friday and I'm, I love the way they turned out. So I'm excited to share those with you guys. And I did a lot of hanging out at the Coven. But I also just want to wrap up the highlights with, um, since I don't do the Shady Path anymore, I wanted to wrap this up with the H&M ad. A lot of people were upset about the black girl that had the ponytail in the H&M ad and saying H&M messed up again. They did not. Let's be clear. First and foremost, I'm upset about how black people in general have berated this little girl. They talk so much shit about her hair, so much shit about how she looked. How is she supposed to feel positive about herself after this? All of Twitter was talking about her, all of Instagram, all of Facebook. She's forever going to remember this. And she's probably never going to feel confident in wearing her natural hair the way it looks on her head. Now, again, I understand that black people have certain hair textures. Obviously, I understand because I'm a black woman who has natural hair and I've had natural hair for the last five years. I understand how it looks when it's not done. Clearly, I know what that means. But if you haven't done your research, I'll let you know what actually happened. So H&M hired models for this ad and told them they wanted them to come to the photo shoot right after school so that they could have the after school look. So all of the little kids, including white, Latino, Asian, had messed up hair. They all looked a hot mess. But I specifically said that If I was the mom, I don't care. My child's hair would be in braids. I would have did it in the car. I don't care what they said about the after school look like that wouldn't have happened for me personally. But it's her natural hair. And I've had conversations with some friends about this. And I've kind of kept my viewpoints to myself for the most part. But I don't understand why anybody has an issue with what her hair looks like when it's grown out of her head. I think this is another form of black people hating the way black people look naturally. And we need to work on that because now we're forcing our opinions on little kids like past generations have done to us. And we need to really reevaluate how we look at ourselves and reevaluate how we look at our children and how beautiful they are naturally. And that's all I have to say about that. So let's ease on down the road. Okay, so for this ease on down the road, 
I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Initially, I watched this without my daughter, but then I was so good that me and my partner asked for her to watch it with us. It was suspenseful. It was fun. It was family friendly. Uh, Miles Morales is the black Spider-Man and Miles is forced to save the world when he first discovers his abilities Um, My favorite part was at the end when he says you could you could wear the mask, meaning like anybody is capable of doing anything. Doesn't matter who you are. You have the abilities. Um, What I liked was the graphics, the storyline and that the fact that we had a black Spider-Man. What I didn't like and didn't understand necessarily was why his last name was Morales, because his dad was black and his mom was Latina. But Whatever. It was a great movie. Uh, Miles was so cute and it was nice to have some representation on screen. I had some feedback about last week and I don't want to give too much of the movie away. I gave it five stars out of five stars. And um, yeah, there was a lot of Spider-Mans in there and Uncle Aaron. And I I liked how they twisted that storyline. But yeah, the movie was really good. I suggest you watch it with your family. And if you don't have kids, it's it's that good. Watch it by yourself. Go to Netflix, turn on Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, and I guarantee you it will not disappoint. All right, let's take a break. Oh, I forgot to let you know what the movie for next week will be. I had, I didn't, if I'm being honest with you guys, I did not pick a movie yet for next week. But I just recently watched a Netflix movie, so I might as well just do that one. So the movie for next week will be Tall Girl. So go check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a new one. And the girl is actually very tall. Now, let's move on over to. Black Facts. All right. So if you haven't got the chance, I didn't I didn't announce what this this episode is about in the beginning of this episode unfortunately so if you didn't read the title this episode is about family and pouring yourself into family and how you can give more of yourself to family and so this black facts this week is about statistics of black fathers a lot of people assume that black fathers are not in the home and are not present for their children which is completely untrue Yes, it's completely untrue. According to the CDC, black fathers were 70% most likely to have bathed, dressed, diapered, or helped their children use the toilet every day compared to white fathers and Hispanic fathers. Fatherlessness is not defined by a living arrangement. And that's where that statistic of 70% of children, black children are fatherless. They came up with that statistic based off of marital status. The 2013 CDC report found that black and Hispanic women are far more likely to experience a pregnancy during the first year of cohabitation than white and Asian women. So, again, we're talking about marital status and getting pregnant. That has nothing to do with being fatherless as a child. And then another fact we have is that some of these men have children by more than one woman, but they can only live in one house at a time. Again, so that throws into that statistic that they came up with, which is completely false. More black fathers actually live with their children, about 2.5 million versus the 1.7 million who don't. 
Most of the black fathers that I know are very present in their children's lives. So I don't like that the statistic is out there that 70% of black children are fatherless because it's not true. The CDC has definitely reported on it and said that it's not true, in fact. And we need to just start having, again, different dialogues about black fathers, different dialogues about black children. We need more images that depict great black fathers because the stereotype of black men just being in jail and running out on their on their kids is just completely not true and it's actually very demeaning for the whole culture that is the end of this black facts and let's move on over to guilt trip yeah if you leave on a bad note i know that your conscience will leave you alone guilt trip you all the way home guilt trip you all the way home for this guilt trip i wanted to switch things up a bit I'm not going to bring my weirdo friends on their issues anymore. I'll just talk about a topic. You're not about to take me off this podcast. This week's topic for the episode is family. So I decided we should talk about how we can pour ourselves into our family a little bit more. I'm going to say a word and I want you to write down the first thing that comes to your mind. Time. Was the first word money? Was it self-care? Was it family? Was it work? It was where are you going with this? For me, when I hear the word time, I think of work and money. I work more now than I did when I had a full-time job in pharmacy. Americans work about 20 more hours each year than the average. One study in 2016 found that the average European puts in somewhere about 7 and 19% less time at work than the average American which is about 30 to 90 minutes less each day. Nearly a third of American employees clock 45 or more hours at work each week. And about 10 million put in 60 hours or more. Americans of prime working age now work 7.8% more hours than they did four decades ago. Let's also factor in commute. When working in pharmacy, I averaged about 40 to 50 hours a week. I spent a lot of time in my car taking my daughter to school and then driving to work downtown. I spend an average of three and a half hours in my car daily. And that's when I lived in Bloomington, so south of Minneapolis. By the time I got home, I would be mentally, physically, and emotionally drained. There was no way I could pour more of myself into my daughter. Well, that's an exaggeration, but go off. I'm now going to ask you two questions, and I want you to write down the answers. Where is most of your time spent? And how much do you spend on screens, i.e. phones, tablets, laptops, TV? If your answer to the first question wasn't family, my follow-up question is why not? For some of you, family may be your friends, distant relatives, or maybe even immediate relatives. This topic came up for me because my family kept telling me I spent too much time working and not enough time with them. My initial reaction was to get defensive. You all understand my goals, right? I'm trying to take us places. But after taking a step back, I realized that they were just asking for more time and they deserve that. But we're the weirdos. Okay. In regards to children, the most important thing for your child to have is 100% of your attention for some time of the day. Some time of every day. The amount of time they need will depend on their personality or the circumstances that they're going through in their world, but you can't half-ass be there for your child. If you don't give 100% attention to your child every day, sometime of the day, 
they'll go looking for that attention elsewhere. They'll be looking for it in schools, in other adults, in children, in men. And that dissatisfaction and yearning for love will need to be fulfilled at some point in their life. When we spend time with our children, it's important to share something of ourselves, not just taking them places or doing things with them. You actually you actually have to have a human connection, have a heart to heart with them. It's important to explain to your kids and talk to your kids about the things that you've been through so that history doesn't repeat itself. And like I said, if children don't get the attention they need from the important adults in their lives, they will go looking for it elsewhere. And all attention isn't good attention. I don't have any badass kids, so... Giving your time and love to the people you care about is free. That's the best part. It's all about priorities. There are definitely enough hours in the day. If you're feeling drained, think about your full day and what you can do differently to change your lifestyle. Is it going to bed earlier, watching less TV, scrolling less, reading a book, scheduling time on your calendar for your family weekly? Social connection is critical for our well-being. People are feeling more and more isolated and living farther away from each other than ever before. And loneliness is a leading reason why people seek therapy. Having heart-to-hearts with your family tells them it's okay for them to open up to you. Make sure your family knows you're a safe space. How do you do that? Give them you, all of you, not half of you, not your halfway paying attention you, all of you. One thing I can work on is allowing my daughter to tell her long stories. I remember being her age and hating that I had no one to vent about my day with. So I want to give her that space. And hey, no one's perfect. We all have something to work on. If you're walking on this earth thinking you have nothing to work on, you probably have the most to work on. We're not here to be the smartest people on the planet. We're here to leave an imprint on the world. And the world can be our world, our small circles. And we're here to learn. Be a new person every day and make the efforts to change make the effort to connect and make the effort to be around your family more often I don't know if you left that guilt trip feeling a little bit guilty but not all who wander are lost not all those who wander are lost not all who wander are lost is my wellness segment this wellness segment, we are talking about family game night. How many of you guys had a family game night growing up? I did occasionally. It was very sporadic. We weren't very consistent, but we tried. That's the most important part. Family game night is where I learned how to defeat people in life. The game of life, I should say. Monopoly, I hated. Uh, I love Sorry. Um, yeah, but we played a lot of games I've switched. I don't do necessarily family game night. I'll play a game with my daughter, but I love family movie nights. And so that's another option. But for family game night, make sure you pick a night of the week and mark it on your calendar so no one forgets. Put it on the refrigerator. Make sure everyone knows Wednesday night is family game night. Friday night is family game night. What do you do for family game night? You set aside an hour, an hour and a half for devoted just to your family. No phones, no computers, no TV. Just devote that time strictly to your family. You could play the game Googly Eyes. You could play Pie Face, Watch Your Mouth, which is really fun. My daughter just got that one. Trouble. I did not. I was not the biggest fan of Trouble. Jenga. I love Jenga. Sorry, like I said, charades. Charades is always fun and it's free. You can always just write down on some sticky notes or on pieces of paper. 
things for your kids or yourself to act out, put it in a hat and they just pick one out and you all just act those things out and be silly together. You can play cards. Spades is a black classic. Uh, Spoons. I grew up playing spoons with my brother. That one is fun. If you don't know what spoons is, you can Google it. And you can play war, which is my daughter's favorite card game. And it is forever long. It never ends. I hate that game. But like I said, I like to do movie night. Um, I usually do movie night on Fridays or Saturdays. I make some popcorn, get a pizza, get candy, blankets, and then just cuddle up and watch a movie. And a good suggestion for movie night is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. By the way, I don't get paid by Netflix to be promoting these movies. (laughs) Um, But you could also do a game night rotation instead of a book club, start a game club. If you have six participants and you meet once a month, you only have to buy one game every six months. And hopefully you'll find something that you like so much that you can play it for multiple rotations of game club. And that is it for the wellness segment. Let's walk and talk. Walk with me. Talk with me. (laughs) All right. So for this walk and talk, I went back on Instagram and asked y'all some questions. And my first question that I asked is, what are some traditions that are important to you and your family? Some of the answers that I received uh, was Sunday dinners at my mama's house, which, uh, yo, Sunday dinners are the best. I need to have a Sunday dinner now that I think about it. Um, Another answer was, we go to a Disney resort almost every year in the summer for 10 days. Can you adopt me? Can you adopt my family? Can we go with you? Because that sounds like a great family. That sounds like an amazing family tradition. Another question I asked you guys was, do you have more of blood family or chosen family members? Most of the answers were chosen, which tells me a lot of us don't like our families. (laughs) Family is really defined by you and the actions that people make towards you. The way people care about you defines who your family is. And a lot of people have toxic family members. Most people have that family member that they wouldn't hang out with in real life if it wasn't their family. Most people have that family member. I may be that family member to some. (laughs) You guys said chosen blood, mom and sister. That's it. The rest are cross-armed emoji. Another one of you guys said, I have so many siblings, so I don't have to worry about this. If I didn't, I'd feel lonely, which is great. I'm glad that you and your siblings are close. Um, Chosen, chosen with the shrug emoji, both. But through therapy, I'm learning to embrace chosen family more without guilt, which is very important. A lot of times we feel guilty for not hanging out with our blood family. But again, toxicity is toxicity. Energy is energy and energy is everything. My pets are family. (laughs) And chosen family was the last answer for that question. And my final question to you guys was, what do you think is the most important life skill slash value your parents taught you? The first answer is work ethics and independence. I'm pretty sure I remember who this one came from. And I completely agree. This girl is a hard worker and she's very independent. The second answer was the ability to think for myself and they encouraged independence. I like that. Another answer was they taught me nothing, which taught me to be self-sufficient. Ooh, they taught me nothing, which taught me to be self-sufficient. Wow, that's deep. Um, Another answer and my final answer is mental toughness. 
which I appreciate that as well. I would say the one thing that I learned from my parents or the skill or value that I learned from my parents is self-reliance. So the the definition of self-reliance is reliance on one's own powers and resources rather than those of others. And that I am so grateful for. We have reached, so we just going to act like we don't see that. I want to shout out the people that went on the climate crisis march that just happened this past um, week. I love Greta, the Swedish girl, the Swedish 16-year-old girl that is out here stepping on necks. I appreciate Lush for closing down their stores and allowing their workers to go march. And this week, we will be talking about burps. (laughs) So for those of you that don't know, cow burps and lamb burps are killing our environment. Yes, they're killing our environment. How? Well, cows and goats or sheep emit methane, a potent greenhouse gas, as they digest grasses and plants. This process is called enteric fermentation. Methane is also emitted from manure and nitrous oxide. It is emitted from wastes on pastures and chemical fertilizers used on crops produced for cattle feed. But most importantly, in order to make new pasture land for these cows, uh, these goats, these sheep, they're cutting down our trees and cutting down trees releases carbon dioxide, which is stored in our forests. For those of you that don't know, (laughs) carbon dioxide is what we breathe out. Beef requires 20 times more land. Cows and other ruminant animals have lower growth and reproduction rates than pigs and poultry. So they require a higher amount of feed per unit of meat produced. And animal feed requires land to grow which has a carbon cost associated with it. Most importantly, beef is more resource intensive to produce than most other kinds of meat. And animal-based foods overall are more resource intensive than plant-based foods. Reigning in climate change won't require everyone to become vegetarian or vegan, so don't freak out. You don't have to stop eating beef. But if we consumed less of the beef, of the lamb, of the goat, to about 50 calories a day or 1.5 burgers per person per week. So one and a half burgers per person per week. No one is telling you to completely cut out your your bougie variety of meats. But what we are saying is you need to reel it in. Red meat isn't the best for our digestion or our hearts anyways. And if we cut back, they stop chopping down these treats. I know it can be hard, but I swear to God, Trader Joe's has a a ground beefless beef and you would never know the difference between that and some ground beef. If you have anything to add on to this, if you have any questions, comments or concerns, please feel free to email humanjourneypod at gmail.com or join our Instagram and Facebook community at humanjourneypod. All right, y'all, we have reached journey's end. All right, we got to wrap this up, though. Wrap it up then. Close it. Close it. Close it. All right. For Journey's End, I say an affirmation and I give you guys a moment of silence to say it to yourself. So this week, our affirmation is in alignment with the family theme. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it for you guys. The affirmation this week is all the relationships in my life are blessed with healing love. All the relationships in my life are blessed with healing love. 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I'm really excited to share my next nourishment episode that comes out this Wednesday with my niece, Amia. Uh, make sure you send in your comments, questions, and concerns to humanjourneypod at gmail.com. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram at humanjourneypod. Please make sure if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, or if you don't, please make sure to go over there and rate the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you guys back here next week. Thanks. Have a great day. Look at all the past that I chose. Look at how I rose. Slam, slam, dunk like D-Rose. Slam it on my foes. I put one foot up up on the moon. Ah, next step coming soon. Ah, magic in their face. The journey continues. Ah, journey continues. Journey continues. Journey continues. Journey continues. Ah, journey continues. Ah, journey continues. Ah,